I really wish people would just say, listen, my life is fucking hard. And BTS is a source of happiness for me. It doesn't matter what they do. They are a source of happiness for me. And I personally struggle when I hear people critique them because it messes with stuff that I have with BTS. Just say that you have an attachment to BTS that transcends critique and leave and just keep it pushing. Why, yes, I didn't forget again to to find music. I always have music. I just, you know, editing it into it is hard. So again, I'm so sorry you're going to get me singing again for for this week's intro. I'm sorry. I barely got this podcast out. It's all so dramatic. Uh, here we go. Um <laughs> Smooth like butter, like criminal undercover. Ta-cha-ta, ta-cha-ta. Did I do a mix of ta-cha-ta last week? It's what I've been thinking about. Yeah, 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 burn it. Mm, la, 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 la. <laughs> I see all the sun in my window. I actually don't know the songs. It doesn't matter. And everything is all wrong. So burn it till it's all gone. Yeah, 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 burn it. La, 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 burn it. <laughs> I look like I could sing, right? I can't sing. Sorry. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Grown Ass Fandom. It's Shanae here. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Permission to Dance episode. Y'all, we have a lot to talk about, to say the very least. First up, make sure you review. Uh, review if you haven't. I don't know what's going to happen after I do this podcast. Share with your friends. Join Patreon, the best community on the internet, a community which I am so proud to call something that I created that is not only just amazing because I just like literally only attract bad bitches, but also that is a safe place for people to have their thoughts and their opinions. And is this crooked? Because it seems crooked. Anyway, if it's crooked, I'll try again better next time, guys. Sorry. You guys who are listening can't hear that. See that. It's really a space where you can feel safe to express your opinions about BTS. It's not an echo chamber. It's not what I'm about to talk about. So if you would like a place to talk about how you feel about all this, that's safe and secure grown ass fandom patreon.com slash grown ass fandom okay let's start by going back and talking about some things that i've talked about a lot which is the nature of k-pop and what it creates in people if i don't know if it was last week or the week before i think it was a couple weeks back i talked a lot about the role that mental health plays in people's relationship with k-pop and it's so funny because i At the time, I was pretty narrow-minded about it. I was thinking in terms of the relationship boyfriend aspect, but the permission to dance thing has shown me that it goes way deeper than that, and it's just way more serious than just people wanting to fuck Namjoon. It's, you know, watching as people really create, like, a lot of people, a lot of TikTokers, a lot of major accounts really pushing this narrative that if you do not like permission to dance, that you are like really attacking 
our characters, your fake army. Why can't you appreciate this gift? And it's, listen, I forgot who said this in my Discord, or I think it was my friend who said this. A gift, like, and I'm not saying that this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm not saying that this is how I'm describing permission to dance, but just because a cat will bring you a dead rat, it's technically a gift. And I'm not saying that's what permission to dance is. I'm just saying that this idea that just because it's a gift that makes it immune to critique is just unfounded. And so it has been a real weird experience to watch people go through hoops to defend a, at this point, what, 10 time billboard number one artist for what? For what? For what? People need to make up their fucking minds. Do you want BTS to be taken seriously as artists? Do you want them to be alongside these artists? You want you people complain about the fact that nobody interviews them correctly. Nobody understands them. Nobody uh, does the research, all the stuff. They ask them dumb questions. But when people do critically try to engage with BTS's work in a way that's meaningful, in a way that makes sense, in a way that reflects the artists that they actually are. Armies, we have a big attitude about the fact that BTS is popular, but they're also fucking good and that the music stands for itself. But the moment that music is up for critique, you don't want it to be critiqued. You don't want anybody to say anything bad about it. You don't want like you want them to be coddled. It's you want them to be men. Do you want them to be serious or not? And it's the same people who will get online and talk out their asses about the behavior of ARMY and the shit that ARMY does to go around and do the same toxic shit to everyone else. Make it make sense. I'm like, I just, I guess I won't fuck with anybody because I refuse to participate and I refuse to be an account that refuses to let people have critical thought about BTS. It's it's the cult dish nature of it for me. I don't like, listen, I don't have anything against people who are religious or whatever, but this is why I don't fuck with the church because you see the same type of thinking within those systems, the thinking that you cannot question or critique or have any comments or feedback for anybody for the person at the top, because if you do, it means you don't love them. It means that you don't care about them. It means that you are not as devout, that you don't really believe that you're being tempted. But like, this shit is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Listen, if you like permission to dance, I love that for you. If you like it, I love it. But people should be free to talk about this song and engage with it, especially if the goal is for BTS to become artists that are taking seriously. Again, I am somebody who has a great deal of empathy for ARMY. Nobody has more empathy for how, how the system has made it 
so that a lot of people are more reliant on BTS than they should be. And this has really brought attention to the fact that it's really a shining light on how a lot of our systems are really broken because you have people who are literally asking, acting like BTS is paying their motherfucking bills. And it's the opposite. You're paying their bills. And I get it. Like, as a quarantine army, as a depression army, as like one of the armies that is what I describe somebody who has mental health issues, who struggles with things and uses BTS as an outlet in a way to feel better. I fully understand. But I really wish people would just say, listen, my life is fucking hard. And BTS is a source of happiness for me. It doesn't matter what they do. They are a source of happiness for me. And I personally struggle when I hear people critique them because it messes with stuff that I have with BTS. Just say that you have an attachment to BTS that transcends critique and leave and just keep it pushing. Framing people's individual relationships with BTS and the way that they frame it to be about everyone else. Like we are the fake army. We are the ones that are messed up because we do not love every single thing that BTS does, but can still love them and can still have issues. And I haven't even touched the stuff, right? Like we haven't even talked about the song. I'm just talking about the conversation around the song. Making valid critique, personal attack is a tactic that's used in abusive relationships. I'm sorry, it is. It's a tactic that's used in abusive relationships. And again, it's a cult tactic. It's this level of manipulation. It blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind. And it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like it, cause it's fucking embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing as a BTS content creator to have my peers act like this and think it's okay bts does not pay my bills you are just like me you're just another bitch that loves nam june and i like i said i am perfectly fine i think it's totally okay to be somebody who fully owns and understands that they have a relationship with bts and they just want to vibe and their relationship with BTS means that, and the way that they interact with it means that they are fine with everything. And again, maybe permission to dance is just your taste. Like I said, it's got, it doesn't have enough season salt for me. It's Ratchet Army. Not enough pepper for me personally, but if it does have enough pepper for you, enough season salt, enough hot sauce again I'm happy for you but there should be room for it to not have enough seasoning for me and other people that's all I'm saying and again it's just um fucking wild to watch people go through this mental fucking gymnastics to make people feel wrong for their opinions and I haven't even talked about the actual opinions themselves and 
what what are we actually responding to? I haven't really even talked about that. All I'm saying is that ARMY has really shown its ass. Like, ARMY has really... It's just... I can't even... It just it's it's so funny because this I feel like this is crooked whatever I a lot of you were like give me more advice about disengaging in K-pop right and having like a healthier relationship with it and I give my advice but it's like stuff that I'm still working through like I can give my advice but I still even last this like this time last week I was talking to my therapist and I was like girl this way my therapist name is Priya shout out to Priya I was like girl I'm down bad and I don't know what it's gonna look like and then permission to dance came out and it was like it's like I woke up I literally feel like I've been like pulled out of a doomsday cult it's wild it's wild it's I love I'm army till I die but the video uh, and the song and rep it represents really woke me up and it's so funny because even before this I was like oh, Shanae like you should really diversify your content you should think about other things you want to say uh, and do things in like a slightly different way like you don't want to just be a BTS creator that's not what you wanted anyway and I was like, yeah, totally, there's something I need to deal with. So I had been like thinking already of other different ways that I wanted to be out here as a creator and a podcaster because I love podcasting. Like I love doing this show. I love talking to you guys. I love my community. So I was like, okay, like how could we like open this up? And this happened. And I don't know how long the spell is broken, but it's truly broken. And that's not to say that I don't love BTS. I do, but am I as down bad as I was like a week ago? I'm not. Because I am seeing them even more clearly. And this started when I went to the building. When I went to I, I told you guys how much that building like fucked me up and I was like the energy is just like I didn't buy a single thing from the gift store like I thought I was gonna go broke at the gift store I didn't buy anything because I was like I don't really want this energy around me there's something like the sauce is not good the sauce is off here and so we had that and then we had and then we had permission to dance where I was like oh BTS is personal to me, but it's really a business, you know, and we will talk through the business aspect of this and what it's supposed to represent, what they're supposed to do in a second. But it is, and I hope that it is like, and for, from what you guys have told me, I think from the speak pipes I've already gotten, it's so funny, I hadn't even done the podcast yet and you guys have been blowing up my speak pipe. And I know a lot of you are having the same experience where you feel like oh wow what 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 have I been so invested in like who am I following and not like I like I said I think everybody still has hope nobody's taking off right now but I think people are in my opinion understandably a little concerned and this whole I mean, we, we can address some of these army arguments one by one in a second because I want to like I really want because I've been just like dying to address like I don't want to put it on TikTok because 
I don't want to be in main population army and main population army might find this anyway. And it's just, it is what it is. But I really want to unpack some of these arguments one by one, knowing that like, I feel like none of the TikTokers are going to fuck me and fuck with me anyway. So it doesn't matter, but I don't really want to fuck with them either because it's so fucking like irresponsible and shitty to hold up this behavior that you know we owe bts our devotion in this way when we are truly just consumers of their content And this is from the adult army. Like, this is from fellow grown-ass army who are doing this shit. Like, it's it's completely... It, it was shocking. I was like, some of these accounts that were saying this shit, I was like... Girl, what? Girl, what? Are you really... Ugh. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So before we even like talk about the song and the video, let's address some of the kind of critiques from ARMY who is sort of doing the shaming us into feeling like if you have concerns about this in the direction that you are toxic ARMY. The first one is I've heard a lot of like, why are you guys complaining about the English songs? You know, you guys said you wanted English songs, but you complain about them. What's that about? And I think that this is, again, one of those things where one of the problems with this discussion is that, like, ARMY is so big that people are going to have, like, a wide range of opinions about things. And that's why having opinions is fine and it's a good thing, because especially in a fandom like this, not everybody's going to be on the same page. And so while there are some armies that are just like straight up against the English songs, I'd say the majority of army who don't want another English song don't want it because the English songs are a huge departure from the BTS formula and the way they do music. And it's a huge departure from if you're an army, the music that you enjoyed for its complexity, its being to relate to complicated emotions i was recently obviously we've been talking a lot about paradise lately and how it hits on one of these ideas that i talk about a lot and and about like life's meaning and dreams and how you know happiness and stuff like that and in the way that we chase things and stuff like that that's like a really complex affirming type of song And even Boy With Love, all those songs have that in it. But then the English songs are self-admittedly, they admit it themselves, not about anything. They're just meant to be light, airy, summer hits. And so it is natural to connect and be like, okay, all right, like the songs that are more complex and interesting and feel like the BTS that I really got into feel like this and the ones that don't feel like this (laughs) and so that's where it comes from I think that the English discussion is less about the fact that the music is in English I think a good I don't not to like 
fully own my status as a MOA at this point. I'm just going to claim it. Magic is an English song. Lots of K-pop artists do English songs. And if they're bangers, it bangs. And that's just it, right? So it's not necessarily about it being in English. This idea that like we're all sort of like this, these Puritans about, it's just that what the English seems to represent about the quality of the music and not even the quality of it because whatever but although you know when I give my full thoughts of permission to dance there is some questions to be had about the quality markers of that song but it's mostly about the fact that it's just so different and so and, and then this is the other thing too it is perfectly fine for people to be nostalgic about a version of an artist that doesn't exist anymore it happens with every single artist it's a part and that's like I think what's so frustrating about this discussion is that so much about it is this idea that BTS can only be artists but only to a point like they can only be respected as long as they're revered like they can only like we can only see them as artists as long as you celebrate them and talk about how amazing they are. And it's true. Like as far as the Western media is concerned, they haven't gotten much critique. They haven't gotten much resistance. You know, it's just been a lot of they're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. But at this point, with this many releases, they can be critiqued. Because that's the one thing. And so it's not necessarily about it being English. It's just about it being a huge departure. And I would say quality and also, you know, just like sound. And we can't even say that, you know, you know, something that people will say is that like, oh, well, you know, it's, a, it's this is the other point people like, it's like, don't you want them to evolve and change girl stop it stop it stop it stop stop it so that's that one the other one is yeah this kind of thought of like they were so you see how like frustrated i am with this like oh like they were in a bad mental space when they were doing some of the older concepts stop it and y'all just hate happiness again People are allowed to have that song not be their thing and it not say anything big about them. It just, those things are not mutually exclusive. Like you can't, the hoops, the hoops that people are going on, the hoops. Like, like I said, just say that you love BTS unconditionally and fucking leave and keep scrolling. So, you know, that's the other argument is like, oh, you guys are just like, you want dark concepts. And yeah, what if people do? So what? So what if they fucking do want them? Like, if that's the truth. That's like literally the bottom line with all these critiques. You don't want English songs. So what? People are allowed to not want English songs. You guys just want dark concepts. So what? They can think. And, and BTS can do what they want. Like, what are we protecting them from exactly? Mm. what is it <sighs> it's just not making sense it's just driving it's, it's the way it's 
It's the hypocrisy for me. It's the hypocrisy for me. So there's that. You know, there's the argument of like, it's just three songs. Oh. It's, it's people. So what? Like, how many songs do they have to do before we can sort of say, oh, this seems to be something that is happening to us right now? Like, are we supposed to just sort of like pretend that the music doesn't exist for the sake of patience? For what? Like, there's no way of knowing what they're going to do next. Everybody can hope. But they could keep doing these summer bops till the end of time. And, you know, people are like, B, and I'm like, sure. Yes, B happened, and that's great. But we're dealing with the songs and the releases as they come out right now. And so our responses to them are going to be how we're responding right now. Like, it, if, like, as change happens, like, like I, I just truly think that this idea that people are not allowed to just comment just to clock just clock it just to clock the fact that things are definitely different from the way they were before and that the strategy around bts is changing because it's not just the song that's changing the way that bts interacts with army has also changed the way that they like i said the way that they interact with army is changing the way they do press is changing. The song is a big change. Like that's a lot of change and people are allowed to respond to that and ask themselves, you know, what's going on and be concerned if there's a version of BTS that it doesn't seem to be anymore. And people are allowed to grow out of things and there is allowed to be some sorrow in that. Cause I do feel like based off of the messages that I got, there's a lot of people who are legitimately you know, upset about the fact that something that they have cared about for such a long time might be going to a place that they cannot go and feeling a lot of being upset about that. And it's, and it's totally right and fine to be upset about that because that is upsetting, especially if you have a really close connection to that artist. I, for myself, like, like, I think I mentioned this before, it, it has been really emotionally disruptive to come to the realization that BTS is, is it's like a wake up call. Like, oh, I don't know where this train is going. I'm just here vibing, but I don't know where things are going to go or what's going to happen. And people can feel rightfully upset about that. And they can look at permission to dance and be like, this is not what I signed up for. And that is upsetting. And that's, I think that's a totally right. And I think that's totally right. And again, I have a ton of sympathy for people who BTS means a lot to them. And so even engaging with that thought is something that is very scary to them. And I get it. I also get like people who are just like, it's not that serious. Like I'm not, it's just a song. I wasn't into it. I'll move on. I think that's fine too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not calling for people to feel a certain way about the song. What I'm calling for is the freedom to feel however you want and to have that experience and to, I mean, really for me to be able to have the freedom to talk about it the way I want. So I don't know. I feel like I'm editing this podcast is going to be interesting. 
So going slightly different direction. So let me give my actual thoughts about the song. I want to actually pull up. So I have somebody in my Discord who did like a really great analysis of. So I'll talk about how I feel about the song, and then we'll talk about like the. This is my murder phone. If you okay, you guys can't see this. So right now I'm holding my murder phone. And if you haven't been following me on Instagram on my trip in Seoul, my dad got me this second phone for my stuff and it's so big. Okay, so this is from Katya, who is an amazing member of my Discord. Here's what she had to say about it. So I just gave it a listen on the harmony and chord progression and yeah, it's a real boring. It had the same exact four bar chord harmonic structure for the entire song, except the one moment each time where they sort of slow it down and sing, you don't need to worry. That's literally only slightly dissonant harmony in the entire song but within eight beats or so it's resolved back to the major it's the same repeating bass line through the whole song very possible canon-esque which pop music loves to rip off all the time so that's nothing new it's so repetitive so that's why it's boring and yeah and so, so then she goes on to talk about how the chord progression of the repetitive bass line is almost exactly, I don't know, is it Peshabelle? <laughs> it's fine. And then she talks about how like literally one million pop songs have ripped off this, but do something interesting with it. And so to follow it up, so apparently the song, so the, I wanted to give some context for that to sort of like talk about like what a musical expert is seeing in the song. And then we say the harmony is so interesting and subconsciously give you emotions and feelings of the lyrics without realizing it. And that's why a four chord song feels very bland. There's no underlying tension or feeling in the harmony. And it can be a bop for sure, but you have to work harder to make it a bop and make it interesting because the harmony is not going to do any of the heavy lifting for you. And she goes on to compare it to Butter. Ooh, where'd it go? Where'd my book, bookmarks go? Okay, so she said, so I listened to Butter and PTD Instrumental tracks back to back as well. Butter has an even simpler harmonic structure. Like no dissonance in the harmony, but sonically there's so much going on and there's dissonance on the melody. So you don't notice as much the way we all did with PTD. The vocal line of Butter starts on the seventh, which is super dissonant harmony. So while the bass line stays the same, the melody is doing interesting things. But BTD instrumental so boring. There's not a lot going on. At a certain point, they try to create kind of a build up to add MIDI strings, but it sounds so fake. Like Hypey couldn't pay a string quartet a couple hundred bucks. It would take me literally twenty. Okay, she's a musician. Uh, twenty minutes to record those string parts. And sonically speaking, it's much less interesting. And coupled with the fact that the melody doesn't do anything particularly interesting, it really creates this feeling of no spice. Yes. So that's sort of like the technical description of why, you know, <laughs> Permission to Dance is like a boring song. Let me give my official take on it. So my, so I remember when I started listening to it, so I list, I watched it with the sister, the sister wives. I don't think we have any brother, uh, the sister wives, sibling spouses. And it was so funny because when I heard the preview of it, I was, I was already worried. Like I was already worried by the the teaser and I was hoping it was like a reverse idol situation cuz I was like this melody doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. And I I like the fits and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, maybe 
like I was prepared to go for my like cowboy era when the song started and like it even starts with JK's part like the beginning sounds like he's actually speaking Spanish almost it's it's you can barely hear it because the auto-tune is so bad and it's so intense you can barely hear him and then Namjoon's part of him singing you can't even hear him and it just sort of like descends into madness from there in my opinion it's a bad song it's a bad song in my opinion and then like I said like and it's supported by that and I think there's other takes that talk about it being sort of like a very boring bad song and it just is not interesting to me. It's not something that I can go back and listen to unless I absolutely have to for the sake of this podcast. I actually didn't listen to it again for this podcast. I was like, I can't. But yeah, it's just really not my thing. The only thing that I'm willing to own with it not being my thing, and you know what? Maybe it's not a bad song, even though like technically the experts are saying that it's not a well-constructed song. And I can own the fact that I am a Vulcan who really doesn't have any feelings is a ratchet army who simply wants to shake their ass and so this song is never going to resonate with me like this is not gonna ever be my thing you know that being said I was a huge happy listener I was a huge don't stop the feeling listener which I think that these the song is trying to emulate those songs and like I said I think the thing that's missing in permission to dance is the season salt so you know I think that the only way that something like this can be my thing is that if it's executed really, really well. And so that's how I feel about the song. I just think that it's like poorly executed. I think that the production itself is not very good, especially if you compare it to, you know, I was listening to a bunch of other BTS in the past and I was like, okay, like, have we had moments where the production has not been up to par? And like all the songs are produced so well that that's something that they do really really well is production and you know sometimes they lean a little heavy on autotune especially in person I feel like that really started with dynamite but the the autotune on this song is just egregious BTS can sing and if they can't sing the song that means it's above their range and it needs to be brought down so I think that that's like my biggest thought about the song is that it's just it's not a good song on its own and compare it to like their other work. It's even worse. And so then your mileage will bear, can vary from there. Right. Like you can sort of understand that it's not that great of a song, but you can vibe anyway, because you love BTS and BTS is a vibe for you. Or you can have kind of an interaction like I did, which I think is, partially because of who I am and partially because of like what my business is and stuff like that and it triggers an existential crisis in you like it did for me which it was like what the fuck am I doing here how do we get here what is happening to this band that I like so much that I fucking have like them on like have them on my body thank god like I, I truly will never well like I have the balloon on my back like the young forever balloon but like I said it's 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 partially bts but it's mostly y'all it's mostly for y'all. It's my tattoo devotion to you guys. I hope that doesn't make you feel awkward. But I definitely won't be getting any more BTS tattoos, <laughs> even though I love them. But I feel like that's how I felt about the song is that it's just not very good. I don't find it very listenable. I would never pull it up. I still listen to Butter. Like, I think it's weird that 
Butter is still number one. A little suspicious, to be honest. But I still think that song is a fucking bop. Butter is a bop. Like, it's dumb, but it's a bop. You can't take that away from that song. It's a bop. But I think, yeah, so that's how I feel about the song. I don't love feeling this way. Like, I truly do wish I could be like other people. I really want to be somebody who just likes the song and can vibe and dance to it. But I can't. And I'm not fake. I can't do that fake shit. I can't. I'm not going to get on here and pretend. You know, that's not me. And it was was stressful. Like, it's stressful to realize that you have an opinion that might get you attacked. Like, nobody wants that. I love BTS, but I don't love this. And the video itself is, again, like, I know that there's a lot of people who like the video. And I don't feel right commenting on the video because, again, that shit is just not my shit. It's just not my shit. That type of, like, song, that type of music, that type of video, the wholesomeness. Like, it's, it's this sort of Facebook... It's the it you know what it is. You know how like do you have like older friends who send you viral videos? Like friends who are like in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who will send you like a video of like a dog being reunited with their owner who's been in the military or like some inspirational relationship between like an older white person and a young black person or like some shit like that. That's like inspire inspiring we're the world type bullshit. Not for me. It's just not for me. It's never been my thing. Anytime my friends send me that, I'm like, didn't you hear? I have no soul. <laughs> but that's what the video is. So I don't like feel like knocking it and like critiquing it. It's just I feel like if that's what they wanted, go for it. Did I cringe the whole time? Yes. Yes, I cringed the whole entire time. I can't imagine them watching it. Like, I I, I guarantee we're not going to get... Like, if we get a video reaction to this, I, I'm going to, like, explode from the inside out. I really am. Because it's just... <laughs> it, it's just not my thing. The styling, however... The chaps loved. Tay's red outfit has to be one of the best things he's ever worn. I've never seen any piece of clothing fit somebody and look so good in my life. Like he looked fucking phenomenal. He's the hottest man ever. Like why is Tay so fine? Please explain it to me. Bring it out. I... So I thought Tay's fit was impeccable. Like, by the way, I truly like. I didn't think any of it was sexy. You know, when we talk about the female gaze and how it works and how it's so easily turned off, like it turned the fuck off when I started watching that video. It just was like, oh. So even though they looked good, I was like, dry Sahara. So I thought Tay looked amazing. I thought JK, honestly, JK's look in that video was a hate crime. What do they do? To, like, which is a shame because his fit was hot as hell. Like, the black fit was amazing. The bang? Mm. Mm. 
I hope that doesn't start a trend. Oh, it's awful. I guess it was like, it was a choice. It was a choice. But the best thing about that is the memes that have come out of it. At least ARMY is so good at that. They're so good at creating moments. It's so funny. Okay, I feel like I'm not giving it a decent shake. So let's actually look at it. This will be my live. I'm going to watch it on mute. <laughs> and sort of give my assessment of the video some more. So again, like the beginning of this video is, it, first of all, I'm glad that it's like longer because, you know, a butter was like two minutes long. So the beginning is very similar to don't stop the feeling like really literally go watch the don't don't stop the feeling and then watch this video and you're gonna flip out you're gonna be really uncomfortable by it so this beginning part with jk i thought he was speaking spanish for a second i don't know again the mixing of it is very bad namjoon looks good again i love the fits and there's like some fun cute moments of the boys like hype him up. like there's Tay in the background looking like the hottest person in the world. And oh I haven't talked about Jen. Yeah, I mean Jen is just continues to but that shows you how little <laughs> how little this song hit me. Cause I just like there's so many things that I'm missing. So I'm like watching it again. And the kids, we have little ethnic children. Jimin in this fit. Like I said, the styling was is very good i mean while being confusing jen in this white is great see and this is the thing about jk's fit jk's fit is great but it's all about oh my god tay is so hot oh the tay period's coming but yeah it's giving high school musical too <laughs> uh. Is it true that Namjoon has a tattoo on his back? I don't even care. <laughs> Hobie in these pants. This soap moment is the best part of the whole video. I also really like Suga's hair. Again, Tay being the hottest person on the planet, just casually. More minorities, black people doing things. <laughs> like when I tell you guys that this video is exactly, exactly like the don't stop the, what is it? Don't stop the feeling video. I'm telling you, it still has 11 million likes. I'm in a cult. Oh my God, this part with the JK and the spinning. It, it, you know, it, speaking of I was about I was like in my JK period before this came out and it like took me out of it so quickly I was like I can't even with this but it's nice to see some people who are not BTS in the video I guess again it's just not for me <laughs> and, and I think knowing that it's such a a recreation of it does and, and when you're watching it this way it does feel like sabotage because it is so similar. The dancers in the back. I really like these fits. This The denim fits are really good. I really like Namjoon's fit here. And of course, Tay's fit. Tay 
the in our in our group we talked about how kind of triggering having people take off their masks can be and again I guess they just like truly didn't understand how bad the timing would be but it's like read the room but that's like what happens when you're trying to do something that's maybe a little performative you can miss that stuff I do like that there's sign language in it uh, I think that's fun and cute more black people everybody dancing minorities people who are I guess frontliners or like service workers honoring them I suppose and then the people with the balloons running past and there's the end where they're all doing this line dance thing this is this is when I was really truly mortified truly mortified <laughs> but again I think that's just because it's not my thing I do like the fact that there's like all these random people like the hot bodyguard is in there I think bang is in there all these other people that's fun again maybe I'm just heartless And I do hope that they are truly having fun and all that. So, okay, that's the video. All right. I feel like, especially when I, I can't hear it, it bothers me less. <laughs> it's just not for me. They do look good, though. That is true. I just am not. I can't get it up for anybody right now. Okay, so there's that. And it's allowed to not be for me, and it's allowed to make me reflect on BTS and be like, oh, what the fuck? And then move on or not. And I think that it would have been easier to move on from this if there wasn't such a big discussion about our livelihoods and the fact that we are shitty people because we don't like, because I, uh, like, officially, yes, I don't like permission to dance. And to be honest, it made me feel a little embarrassed. And I love them. And I hate this feeling. Like, I think people think that it's, like, fun for BTS fans to not like anything. It's actually horrible. It's terrifying. It's, like, it really shifts your whole perspective on things. You, you, feel, you feel it's bad because you get to watch the rest of the timeline go up and all this stuff happen. And you feel like you can't participate in it. So it's not the best. Wouldn't recommend. If you could like something instead... I would say you should definitely like it. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It really does. It really does. Oh, what do I also want to say? Okay, so what are some of our guesses about the strategy? Let me give my idea of what's happening first. So I think that BTS... So first of all, I do think that this is sort of a matter of trying to beat the clock. I think that for a while, I didn't think that the E word was as relevant as people made it out to be in the situation, but I'm starting to think that it is incredibly relevant and it is guiding a lot of the decision-making within BTS. Now, there's a couple ways of looking at this. The song is positioned to be sort of like a don't stop, don't stop the, don't stop, <laughs> sorry, don't stop the feeling slash happy, goodwill, feel good song using people of color which is 
it's interesting how first time we see black people in a video, it's sort of used in this way. Ironic, isn't it? I'm not even going to go there. Like, I don't listen. I don't have a soul and I'm from the marketing industry. So I feel like. Like. You don't want to read stuff like that as performative, but in this context, it does feel performative within the context of the strategy. And, you know, the thing about performative activism is that it it, it has two effects, right? There is the effect in which it's performative and it can be interpreted that way. But also having sign language in there and people of color means something to people. So in that way, it is something that can be seen as something good. And that's sort of like the problem with performative activism is that it is like a double-edged sword. It's like, yes, we're glad that it's there, even though the intent is not there, which is like how like wrapping up the stuff in capitalism. Okay. It's like, that's like a bigger thing. But my theory, so there's lots of theories out there. One theory is that it, this is like a Trojan horse situation and that this is supposed to, you know, bring people in. I think that, like I said, it's meant to be like a we are the world type of song mixed with happy. That's most that it's supposed to be sort of like a goodwill and sort of signal and position BTS or start to position them as not just music artists, but as goodwill sort of world ambassadors and people who get that designation, even though they already have it are able to get exemption from the e-word. By the way, I know I've talked about this privately and stuff like that, but I am pro (laughs) e-word. I think that for the sake of everyone, a break for two years would be good. I think for them, musically getting away from, I just feel like it's nonstop. And because Hybe is still so highly dependent on BTS for income, it feels like, they're going to go nonstop until they run out. Right. So something like a a song like this, that could be sort of positioned as a goodwill song. You know, it's interesting that it's around the time of the Olympics. Like, are they wanting it to be picked up there around sports? And so that can sort of that designation might force the hand of the Korean government to give them their exclusion. That's sort of one idea that it's really meant to really, take the bite out of BTS and take the strategy of like, oh, we are like a global artist. We're like, I'm a Michael Jackson, especially considering the fact that Koreans love Michael Jackson here. They love him. So I wonder if that is the reason for it. And so they turn to Ed Sheeran and that team to create this all American global song that would explain a lot of the imagery, you know, the, the, the cowboy outfits, which I don't really understand the context of that video. I've said that before, like, it's just not my thing, TM. But the all America, the Americana imagery and stuff like that could be alluding to that, which, by the way, does hit me the wrong way in ways that I feel like I will, I can only articulate within my communities because I don't want that, commu- I don't want that opinion out there. But yeah, so that's one thing is that positioning the permission to dance was not submitted for airplay so it's not meant to be a big 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 smash it's meant to be a b-side but the fact that it's a b-side that has a video that is really interesting so i do think that they're trying to angle it to be sort of like a viral we are the world played at all the graduate like all those these events type of songs supermarkets sort of like a, another global appeal song 
And so from there, the question is, where do they go next? Are they going to go further and further into this hole? I mean, I've thought about it a lot and I just don't see, I cannot see them doing this again. I cannot see them doing this again or trying this again. I personally, whether or not you like the song or not, whether or not you are, think the song is cute or not, I do think that when it comes to the industry taking them seriously as 20-something-year-old serious artists, it does take us a step back from that, I think. Because again, if you compare what they're trying to do here to Don't Stop the Feeling and Happy, which I looked back at. But yeah, it's Don't Stop the Sorry. I like actually paused this so I can watch it again. And I was actually in shock. So... I had watched Happy and I was like, oh, Happy's the same. But don't stop the feeling. This video and that video are pretty much identical. And do you know when that song came out? It's been seven years. So I think what they did is they sort of took that strategy and they're like, can we recreate this? Can we have like a song like this? Because there hasn't really been a big song that's like been big in this way I'd say the closest to what we've had has been dynamite and so I think they wanted to create a song that had that same effect but the world has changed so much in those past seven years what we want and how we want to express ourselves has changed and I guess this, the idea of it and the strategy for it was in the strategy room, it's like, can we like take people back to that time? But the song has to be, like I said, it has to have a little bit more season salt in order for that to work. But yeah, I'm in shock about how similar the videos are. Like literally it's the same concept. It's the same. There's even a diner, like a waitress at the beginning it's very, it's very eerie, actually. One of you guys sent me an audio note that said that maybe it was sabotage, like somebody was threatened by BTS success, and so they set them up and set up this direction. I don't know if I think that's necessarily the case. I think that with all of the English-facing strategies that they've done before have all seemed rather out of touch with the reality of what the music market is doing in America right now they just are sort of like which is weird because again TXT MOA forever they're really ahead of the curve and so I don't understand why with BTS they're making such weird adult choices and I don't know if it goes back to this thing I said in my podcast last week which is that like ARMY's not getting any younger and so they're trying to reach deeper into the adult demographic and I don't know if they want to become like contemporary type of artist or whatever. And so I think what they're trying to do is figure out how to reposition them. The biggest thing, so I was reading this Yahoo article, which is like one of the first pieces of, of press that I've ever seen that's been sort of like openly critical of BTS. Something they said was just like how these decisions feel unnecessary because it seems like a lot of this would have happened eventually anyway and I 100% agree like I do think that if dynamite dynamite being in English so I do think that I go back and forth about the need for dynamite I think dynamite was really well placed and I like dynamite of course I prefer butter but I think that the timing of it was good I think that dynamite achieves what permission to dance tries to achieve a lot easier and seamlessly and without being so openly uh, performative 
but did we need to do butter? I don't think so. Did we need to do, you know, some other stuff? I don't think so. I think they think that in order to get that Grammy, they need to change this. But I think that Inertia would have carried BTS to the Grammys on its own. And I think it's impatience. And I think, it, like I said, it is racing the clock of enlistment e-word is why they're pushing and why they keep trying I think so I don't know if it's true like okay what do we think do you think that they have talked to somebody who's an insider at the Capitol or whatever who was like if you get that Grammy you'll get an exclusion what I've heard also since being here is that another extension is coming so I've heard that they're going to try to extend it one more time for the sake of BTS as like a Thank you. So I've heard that as well. So is that it? Is that that they are racing the clock and if they can get this song that's like such a mega super hit that's considered like a goodwill song. Another thing that somebody was saying is like, oh, are they looking to get the Peace Prize? The Is it the Peabody? What? Okay, so what award did Kendrick win? Kendrick Peace Prize did he win? So that's the theory I had. Is like, are they trying to get Kendrick Lamar? What? Which Kendrick Lamar? What did? What was that big award that he won? Let's see. God, I love Kendrick Lamar. I love his music. That's like the one artist. I feel like most of the artists that the K-pop community likes. I'm just like, eh. okay. Let's see. Grammy, 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 Grammy. Oh, yes, Pulitzer Prize. The Pulitzer Prize for music. Show. So that was another thing is, and I know that this is like a weird thing to say, but listen to this. Pulitzer Prize for Music is one of the seven Pulitzer Prizes awarded annually to the letters drama music. It's first given in 1943. Joseph Pulitzer arranged for a music scholarship to award it each year and is eventually converted to the prize for a distinguished musical composition of significant dimension. Oh, it's American. Mm, that's right. I forgot about that. The Pulitzer Prize is an American award. Is there like a global award? for like the Pulitzer because I'm like wondering if there's like a bigger award that they're wanting to get that's even bigger than the Grammys like a Goodwill ambassador something like that that would force the Korean government to give them the exclusion do you know what I'm saying is this making sense is this too too far-fetched let me know if there's like another award because otherwise why are they doing this again like it's this idea that like I think that it was just a matter of time I think that the timing with the pandemic and how they continue to grow and they were like building up steam was going to lead them here actually I don't know I do think that dynamite is fun I think the dynamite is fine I just think that everything since then I'm not sure what we're doing. If we did Dynamite, then B, and then jumped back. But again, like, I think what they want is to have, like, the status as, like, of this bigger artist. And what they want is something that a lot of artists don't even have. So it's really interesting because there isn't really an artist that 
has what they're talking about because I think most artists understand that like why so my friend Sasha she's a TikToker I'm gonna put her information below go check her out tell her that I sent you that's my girl we talk business a lot and so one of the things we were talking about is how one of the big reasons why they're doing a lot of this is they're trying to be more organic artists and what they want to do is get more organic streams from new audiences so they don't because it is I guess they're not wanting to rely so heavily on ARMY to obsessively stream in order for them to get these awards because one of the things that always gets brought up and I think is always something that is held against BTS is that they just have the most passionate sort of fan base who is willing to do the most to get them these awards which yeah great like it's again it's like the whole thing of like does it matter who cares really as long as it happens but I do think that trying to extend their audience and have more of a global appeal is why they're doing this as well it's like okay if we can get more people to just like naturally watch who don't necessarily have to become hardcore armies but can sort of support the numbers that we need to get this then that'll be better I think that's silly obviously they don't need that to get the number ones I maybe it's like I said the reputation thing maybe there's just a lot of whispers in the market about how you know the the numbers that they're getting are unearned I don't know why they should care about that but that could be another thing as well as far as the reason why they're doing this but again it's just sort of like really flawed strategy and it just is it's such a thing that happens within these big media conglomerates is that people highly value the opinion of like random old white dudes when the music industry itself is behind BTS like they are ahead of the curb they have the best strategies I mean that's why they were able to buy out most of the music industry they're ahead so like conceding to Columbia as like these experts of trying to get them this thing by using a strategy for songs that came out seven to eight years ago it just doesn't work and I get it because like I think one of their big challengers for the Grammy is going to be leave the door open right that song is going to sweep at the Grammys. It is going to be their biggest competition, right? Because it's like a duo. It, it's they're they're literally inside of their categories, right? And so, I guess with Butter, I don't know if they saw it coming, but I don't know. Just mm, I'm curious to see if Butter will get the Grammy, but. As far as this song, I can't see it beating Leave the Door Open, especially since Grammys fucking love Bruno Mars. But that's the strategy around that one. I like I feel like the strategy could have been like just you know what the issue is? The issue is is that a lot of the strength of these songs and stuff is buoyed by the stories and the branding around the music. And I don't think they've made that connection. That stuff hits, especially for the Grammys who love a message and stuff like that, if it's got like a deeper story behind it or there's like a personal connection to it. I think that's why people are always like, why wasn't it Black Swan? 
or why wasn't it some of the other songs that have more meaning and stuff like why didn't they put the effort that way and I think that they just can't get over this idea that if this again they could have done that like why can't they make a paradise in English or like a home in English like something like that I feel like it's just like a better strategy but they haven't hired me but yeah I think it's again I think it's like there's some older white guy who's like okay if you want the Grammys we've been doing this for years here's what you need to do here's the type of song you should do here's what you should work on and they've trusted them with it and I I, I mean it might work it might work but at what cost what and for them it might be worth it that's the whole thing about this I don't know what they want anymore compare them to like I think the weekend the weekend and B- the BTS were like the biggest acts of last year I love that weekend album by the way but like the weekend his songs do well he does well and that's it I don't see like I'm sure there's a little bit of compromise in his music and like <clears throat> The quality is a little all over the place, but it always feels like the weekend. And so I can't see many artists compromising for something big, this like this like invisible something bigger that BTS is clearly going for that I don't I can't even really perceive of anymore. But yeah, that's my so that's one theory. Like I said, the other theory is just that this is just a part of a package deal and that they've really started to look to their American label to to lead some of the strategy and they are ahead of the actual music experts that they are trying to look to for help and that's why some part of me is like is this it oh shit I was just thinking (laughs) I was just thinking about something I forgot anyway like that's why a part of me is like okay well is this kind of like a fucking you know, cool for BTS and the way that they're running things? Maybe. I don't know. It's just that, like, it's so... The fact that the songs that they are trying to emulate with this track are both seven to eight years old. Also, has it been that long? Jesus. It says something about how much these people actually understand and know about what modern music is right now and what people are thinking about and what people are really into at the moment you know what I mean that is what's coming up for me when I look at this whole situation is like it seems like they don't know what's going on anymore but the thing is is that they do they do know what's going on because they've been doing it for the last eight years and so that's why I'm like what's this impatience for like it seems like they're racing against this invisible clock and I said I guess the clock is the enlistment I'm just wondering what this would have looked like if there was no pandemic would they have just let it play out naturally or would they have still been like no this is what we want to do like would we have dynamite butter and now permission to dance without them having the time to sit back and be like okay well enlistment is coming what do we want you feel me this is what I'm thinking about. But yeah, I think that that's sort of what I believe the strategy is. And especially using COVID and that imagery, which is really, like I said, read the room and not the best thing to do, but says that they, like I said, they, they're looking to have the, 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 it means something greater. And I think BTS wants to be a band. And I think that t- Dynamite showed them 
that they could be a band that can do that even though they come from more complicated, intense origins. So I guess it becomes a numbers game. As we saw, like the 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 sort of leap between Dynamite and now, like Dynamite Armies, I think that they're misunderstanding Dynamite Armies because there's a lot of Dynamite Armies in my Discord. And a lot of them were first brought in by just like their energy of Dynamite, but dynamite alone i don't think is enough to make somebody army like it's a entry point and then you have to dive back but the thing is is that as you get farther away from the music that makes army stick the harder it becomes so like for example if you're a butter army or and if you are now a permission to dance army what are you reaching back to you have to reach back over a year to get any like personalized content like all like v lives all that like you're really going back into the archives to get this stuff and so that's the other thing is what's the limit and is like when they're looking at the audience like are they actually measuring what the audience looks like and what they want and all that stuff that's another question i have but yeah there's a lot of stuff about it that i don't love but it's where we're at right now and i think that I guess, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do next. And I would love to see the numbers and all that stuff. Again, I like Butter a lot. Butter's still a bop. Butter's still like four or five on my replay because I love it. Smooth like Butter. Permission to dance I will never listen to again. I really don't think. It's just not my thing. But let me know what your other strategies, your kind of theories about the strategies. I do think that they maybe did go to this group went to their Columbia arm and was like, we want a Grammy. What do we have to do? And they're like, here's what we think you should do. And that's how we got here. But they are just as out of <laughs> out of step with reality than anybody else. And the people who get Grammys nowadays, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not like that. So I don't know. That's how I feel about that. That's permission to dance. I don't know. This episode might have been a mess, but we did it. We did it. We did it. Let me know what your kind of theories are. I've heard your audio notes. I will respond to them. And you guys seem just as upset as I am. Like the way you guys dragged permission to dance made me feel good because being in the community, being in the K-pop community right now is fucking wild because it just seems like everybody's lost their motherfucking minds. Eat the fucking grass. Like it's really like when I tell you that I was like shooketh, if you're in my discord, you saw me like I was literally like everybody was really trying to talk. Everybody's been talking me off the ledge for the last three days because I was like, like avoid an attachment style, toxic. I was like, fuck this. This is so crazy because it's like, one, I'm a part of this community that is just so awful. And two, I am I am in love with this band that is not might not be what I thought they were. So there's a couple things at play that make it a little complicated. <laughs> and so it's been complicated. What else? So I guess we'll talk about LV later. Let's talk about it next week. I don't want this podcast to be too long. Oh, a few of you guys were like, is the guy in Namjoon's photos his boyfriend? Uh, no. No. And not because I literally wouldn't, wouldn't literally, literally, I already lose sleep over Namjoon. Like, queer Namjoon, 
somehow even hotter. Is that problematic to say? It might be problematic to say. <laughs> but I'm all for queer Namjoon. I want him to be happy in whatever form he's happy. But I just think that the the identity of that guy is probably known by K Army. I, I haven't talked about K Army here yet, but K Army, mm, they are detectives. They know everything out here. They know everything out here. Like Korea is keeping a lot of secrets for BT from for BTS. Um, so I think that him, he's too identifiable. I think it's probably a relative who, being a part of BTS's life is not something that. Like, being in a picture with them has so many implications. Just look at everybody who's been brought down. So maybe it's, like, a family member, a cousin, an uncle or something, a dear friend. So I don't necessarily think it's a boyfriend. I just think that he wouldn't risk having them on there. Like, he's messy, but he's not stupid. That's just my take. But I love the rom I love the rom-com element of it. The fanfic's probably good. <laughs> but no, I don't think so. What else? Yeah, I could, we'll talk about everything later. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, like... This whole thing has been such a fucking bummer. It's been such a fu- I'm sorry that this this podcast has been a bummer. I truly will never mention permission to dance again. But that's it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, this is the end. And we have to do another song. Uh, I'm gonna leave the door open. Gosh, I'm a terrible singer. I'm gonna leave the door open. I'm gonna leave the door open. Have you guys ever seen that clip of him saying that? And it's like really, it's just like, oh, there was this look on his face. I th- oh my God. It was during Lot 2019, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. I was going to be singing. You can stop me living myself. Wow. You can stop me loving myself. Oh, 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 Have you ever tried showing people that video? It's fun. Do it when they're uh, inebriated. It's even more fun.